Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Well, let's get into it. It's rivalry round in our minds. No messing about. I'm Emmanuel Pankless. I'm a South Sydney supporter. They're the greatest club in the league. And I'm joined by some guy from some club, <laughs> Michael Corbin. How are you? What an intro. <laughs> I'm on it. I've caught you off guard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's very different to what we're, what we're used uh, to. Uh, I am Michael Corbin from, uh, well, not from, but I support the Sydney Roosters, the Eastern Suburbs team. And you know the oldest, the oldest club in the league. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Most most uh, most games in most seasons in the league consecutively. Under gonna, four, gonna be, under, gonna be, under gonna be, four different now. <laughs> oh, we, haven't even, we haven't even we haven't even started the podcast We're yet. We're already the bickering. Game. This is We're fantastic. Not even the if, game. if anyone doesn't know, this is how good is rugby league, and this week is Roosters versus Souths for the first time this season. And Emmanuel and I are a bit psyched. But before we get into Friday night's game, Emmanuel, there's a lot to talk about. There is a lot to talk about. Really good week of football again. Really exciting week of football. Of course, the highlight was my six out of eight in tipping. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm nice. now equal seventeenth behind <laughs> sixteen people on the same same score. Uh, but no, I, I loved it. Yeah. It was incredibly ex- well. Love mostly loved it. Um, Thursday night was highly painful for me. Incredibly traumatic, um, but it was just really good to see Latrell Mitchell finally fulfil Greg Inglis's dreams and, and kick a two-point field goal to level things up. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, uh, and, 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 like, a good stat from this weekend is no game total points got over 40. Yeah, I heard that. Which is, which is crazy. It just shows you how like the rule changes have really brought back defences and the, the league is evening out a bit, I think, which is a really good sign. A lot of really competitive matches. Probably the best game of the round was Bulldogs versus Broncos. Yeah. The two teams that for the last two years have been cellar dwellers. Fantastic game of football. Yeah. Um, right across the weekend, I th- there were some exceptional games. Uh, probably the two most disappointing games for me were um, the Roosters-Manly game. And probably the Tigers Newcastle game, just because that they had bigger margins than the others. I didn't watch Raiders Cowboys, but I can imagine neither. <laughs> um, it was a similar situation there. But um, we saw some uh, teams. So now we've now got two, sorry, four teams that are undefeated, four that haven't won, and eight in the middle. It's a it's a closer competition already by the looks of it. Have a look at the top eight if when you get a moment. Uh, there are teams up there that you just wouldn't expect to be up there. Newcastle, the Cowboys, and the Titans. You might expect them to be there, but they're the three that come to Bron- mind. Broncos as well, 2-0. Broncos as well, 2-0, uh, which is quite crazy. Um, I really enjoyed watching the Bulldogs and Broncos game. I thought, I'm not sure if it was a high-quality match of top teams, but it's two teams that have definitely improved from where they were and are definitely going to be on the up this season. Um, for me, I, the personal highlight for me, what I really enjoyed was um, the Bulldogs' left edge. 
which I think is going to be really something to watch this week. Um, this year, sorry, uh, Burton and Addo Carr to see what they do down that left side and the centre. Naden. Yes, Naden, sorry. Uh, and I just think it, it's going to be exciting times down that left edge. Uh, Burton's boot is also something that we it have is, to watch. It is the biggest boot in the NRL, and I don't think it's particularly close. It is ginormous. He tortured Tezzy New on the weekend. I know. Absolutely tortured him. And look, opposite him, Adam Reynolds was putting up hard kicks. Just like Adam Reynolds' kicking game was fantastic as well. And I think that was the difference in the game. The calm head on Adam Reynolds got the Broncos over the line. A couple questionable calls. Maybe yeah. an obstruction on that... Could we find worth trying? Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'm I happy for it to be allowed, but by the rules, outside shoulder, probably not a try. But I just think that his impact on that game, Adam Reynolds, was, in, uh, was incredible. Just led the team around the park and then defensively late in the game made some crucial tackles. Even when you could tell, and I saw this throughout the weekend. It was a hot weekend. Right, it was. 25 degrees it was. all around yep. all, every game players were gassed yeah. at the end of the game you could tell and especially those players who missed round one weren't match fit I, like Harry Grant Adam Reynolds Savita Pangai Jr they were gassing for air late in those games you could show how you could see how physical these contests yeah. I'd, I'd say um, the Bulldogs seemed to target Reynolds especially early on and I don't think it was just because he didn't play last week but I also think it's because he had COVID last week Yeah, uh, and I thought early on he was a little rusty um, but definitely improved. I really, really enjoyed that game. It was exciting. It was an early Sunday night game. Big crowd in Sydney for um, Bulldogs fans that are excited. Uh, what else did I really enjoy across the weekend? I actually really enjoyed the fight back in the Souths game. I thought that was sort of, you know, three tries in 15 minutes and a Latrell field goal. And I was thinking, how great is it that that two-point field goal has come into play now? Yeah. It sort of brings the game to a head. It takes the referee out of the game. There is no dependency on the penalty. Uh, both teams got punished for their kicking, which was just their conversions, which was just woeful. Um, but that was really good. I enjoyed Friday, the 6 p.m. game as well. The Dragons sort of... Um, Dragons and Penrith. Much closer than what I thought it would yes, be. Yes, I know. And Penrith just starting to pick up a few injuries. I see Cleary's in the extended team mm. this weekend. So maybe that's to get him primed for round four. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed Friday night. Good to see the Roosters. Friday night, the 8pm game. Good yep. to see the Roosters bounce back after a terrible round one. Kind of what I expected more of them this year. I, genuinely, I genuinely wonder whether... Manly actually improved from the week before, though. Uh, the Roosters definitely improved, but did the Roosters improve so significantly to produce that result, or was there a bit of Manly which is woeful? I that- think I think I think the issue with Manly is, and they've they've come up against two good sides, yeah, two good defensive sides. If you know how to neutralize Tom Trebojevic, which is it's simple, you the people who give him the ball, you pressure them, give them less time, which gives Tom less time. It's going to be a really hard day for him. And we're going to see it out of the good teams in the competition, the good defensive teams, how to neutralize Tom. And when that happens, their team isn't that great across the park. They haven't got a great forward pack. Their outside backs, look, they were fantastic last year, but I, I don't think their centers are great. You know, it's the, there's, there's holes in that team, and it was masked by how good Tom was last year against bad teams, but never against good teams. 
Yeah, look, the one thing... I'm not going to get too critical on them because we fell into this trap last year. No, but the, the one thing for me that I find just doesn't work when they're not firing is their use of Jake Trevojevic. Um, it's a game plan where I feel he falls into the trap of being James Graham at the Bulldogs under Hasler. He plays that uh, first, second receiver role and just his job is literally to pass it out the back. I think that's a waste of his talents and he shouldn't be in that kind of role. I, look, I think Jake has lost a step. He's lost a bit of... like He's, he's getting up there. He's been around for a while. He's a lot of mileage, plays a lot of minutes every week. I don't know if he's an 80-minute player anymore. I think you need to bring someone off the bench who can give you a bit of impact in those, just to give like give him a rest, but give Manly a bit of a spark as well. That's I think that's their issue. It's, they're a bit stagnant and it's it's boring and it's that you know they've scored twice. Well, they scored they scored a late try last week, but like two of their tries the last couple of weeks, they've been like against the run of play, like out of nowhere type things. They haven't been set plays or structures or anything like that. Yeah, they haven't really shown much in attack. Yeah, Roosters would had the they were on the Roosters goal line for. How long? And they couldn't score. Which just gave a few penalties away. But no, I just I I'm wondering how good they're going to be. They look they're going to they're going to get better. They're going to win games. They got they versus the Bulldogs this week. Give me a good test. Give me a good, really test. good test. They're back on home turf though, where they haven't been, and they that are. might need to be the trigger yeah. uh, for them. The other uh, sort of big game out of this round was Cronulla and. Parramatta. Another great game. Another great game. Uh, decided in the final minute, uh, which was absolutely awesome. Nico Hines starred there. Uh, he, will, he will be the signing of the year. He is fantastic. He's so talented, and I'm glad to see him running his own team. Uh, he's, he's brilliant. Havili for signing of the year? <laughs> not too bad. Uh, definitely, I'll tell you who's not signing of the year. Actually, no, I won't. But he plays for the Dragons. Uh, anyway, that's enough about that. So, Mike, the other thing I really enjoyed this week, I watched four games of rugby league on Sunday. Yep. I watched the women's. Yep. I watched the men's. Yep. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Yep. Uh, there were four great games of football, um, especially that Roosters Parramatta game. It was a fantastic game. Came down to a field goal. Yep. Um, I thought the Roosters lock Matty Southwell, uh, Panna Southwell was fantastic. Uh, every time that Roosters needed some go forward, she was there. Um, Matty Stodden was fantastic as well. Her kicking game was really good. Uh, yeah, really good contest. Yeah, and the Dragons absolutely pumped Newcastle. And I, their number, um, Chapman. Yeah. Incredible! Just every time she got the ball, just seemed to run around the team. It was like watching sort of the you know the really good person in the under eights that would just run and, and wrap everyone around. So, uh, really enjoyable football there. So great weekend. Really big game this weekend for Roosters to make the top four. They versus the Dragons this week. Is that right? Yeah, I think Jess Sergis is back. She was out last week with an ankle injury. Ah. Um, so yeah, really really big game. See what happens. Let's see. Yeah. Um. Okay, so big news from Penrith coming out yesterday. Yep. The Clearies. There's been some discussions about their contract being renewed. Yeah, so I think they want to lock up both Ivan and Nathan. Uh, Don't know how long Ivan's going to be locked up for, but the plan is to lock up Nathan till the age of 30. I think he's about 24 right now. And the contract's going to be about $1.1 a year. Yep. 
he's the best player in the competition. He should probably be making the most money in the competition. That's that's my opinion. Um, one point one, it's about right. I think it's. Do you want to give someone a six year contract? Okay, that you can question that, but why not lock him up? He's the best player in the league. Halfbacks don't seem to deteriorate like forwards do. Um, they stick around for a bit longer. I mean, Cooper Cronk played till he was thirty five. You know, yeah. See, you see, Adam Reynolds is thirty four this year. You know, halfbacks. Halfbacks seem to have a pretty good lifespan. So to lock him up till he's thirty seems like a pretty good option. Reynolds is thirty two this year. Thirty two. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I get it. I get it. He's the marquee player of the game. He's the marquee player of the club. You want to build the club around him. You want to keep the coach there. You want to keep the setup there. Does it need to happen? Does it really need to happen? He's been at that club his whole life, mostly. He has played in all their systems. Is he really going anywhere else? And the other question, I think, is a broader question, and having seen the other side of this as a Souths fan, why is a club in this situation? Really? I mean, Nathan's played over 100 games for the club now. He's uh, played in two grand finals, one premiership, um, state of origin uh, you know the club has developed him from so young why, why is it even necessary to do this I guess I guess one way you could look at it is you do this now you know that this is set in stone you don't have to worry about him ever leaving yeah. I don't know if he would but it also helps you plan for the future like as in you know this is what money you're going to be on for six years we yep. can build around that and we can we can we can project our salary cap for five, six years instead of two, three years. Yeah. I think I think that's one of the big... The big but you reasons. don't know what the cap's going to be. You don't know what the cap's going to be. There's a new TV deal in a couple of years' time, I think. You know more about that than I do. And so um, it kicks in next year. Next but year. I guess this would take it to the end of the cut, yeah. of the next rights deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm mixed on it. I just don't think it's necessary. I'd hope that after that long, Look, like, uh, like the club... Said, maybe, maybe Uncle Nick's circling. Yeah, maybe Uncle Nick's circling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael said Uncle Nick, you know, wants to bring him home. Bring him home. As everyone <laughs> you know that it, photo everyone, of Nathan Perry, age seven, in a rooster's jersey? Yeah. That's what he's talking about, about bringing him home. 100%. <laughs> oh, we digress. All right. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we get into round three tips, Emmanuel? Well, let's do a little uh, update Recap. on round two tips. Round two we, tips, yep. Yeah. So a... Um, the VB footy tipping comp. Brought to you by Fanzo. Brought to you by Fanzo. So, Mike. Yeah. In a really, really exciting proposition, I'm on. I got six. Yeah. So I, along with a lot of people, got six. But yeah, I just think I, that's. Really, I also got six. I just think it's really exciting that I got six. Uh, <laughs> well <laughs> done. Do you, want a, do you want a gold star? I <laughs> want a podcast. <laughs> uh, no. So just running through last week's results. Yeah. So for anyone that actually cares, I'm actually still coming 18th. But last week's results, so there was a, a lot of people got six. Nick Saturis got six, standard, and picked the margin. Yeah, so, but he's also sitting that 17-18 spot, I think. That's all right. That's all right. It's only one point behind. Just watching out where you are, Nick. Just just keeping an eye on it. Uh, Erica Casamatis also got six, and she had a margin of one difference. And then I had three, and then you had seven, Mike. So there's definitely some sort of conspiracy going on here that we're all colluding. Uh, MJ, Hetro, Tony Corbin, the great Tony Corbin, Ollie Pierce, Jack Val, Gab Fitzpatrick, all got six and all, uh, along with Sooty and Will. And that was, so 12 people got six. Yeah. But overall, uh, 
Peter Georges is in the lead on 10, followed by Erica, PNT, Alex K, Michael J, Daniel M, Michael Corbin, and Tony Corbin round out the eight. So, But it's a, it's a strong pack. Uh, some people have got in early already put their tips in, which is cute. And... <laughs> Hey, look, if you put your tips in inside four walls of the pub, you get a free VBA. Don't put them in early. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Okay, team lists. It's a yes, big week. There's, a, big there's week. a few derbies there's, on. There's, there's, so three derbies. Three big derbies, I think. It's also a multicultural round. Yes. Okay. I reckon there's four sort of rivalry games. Four? Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you Bulldogs, Manly, Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I get that. I get that. Okay, so uh, Dragons host the Sharks on Thursday night at Wynn Stadium. So the Dragons hooker McCulloch will miss the local derby um, and Mbai will fill in his place. George Burgess dropped to the reserves. Ford and Shazevsky are on the new faces on the bench for the Sharks. Ikevalu to the wing. Mulatalo and Talakai um, will start in place of Wilton. Sorry, Mulatalo comes on for... Sorry. Ikevalu comes on for, for Mulatalo and Talakai will start in place of Wilton. The new face on the bench is Trindle, who returns from a two-match ban. Always a fiery contest. Yeah, always a good one. Uh, really great to see a sellout at Shark Park on uh, Saturday as well. First yeah. game back there. Yeah, smaller, reduced crowd. 930 days or something like yeah. that. Yeah, reduced crowd. Know, they, were playing, they were playing at uh, Jubilee Oval yeah. for a couple of years. Uh, this one down at Wollongong. I'm going the Sharks. I really liked what I saw. Big fan of Nico Hines. Uh, think Matt Moylan's playing really well as well. Yeah. And I thought Blake Braley was fantastic. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Mbai plays a full 80 minutes at hooker. I think that's a big question. Um Ben Hunt was really good. The, look, the Dragons, the Dragons' defense was really good. The Dragons it's, it's, it's were surpri- very. It surprised me. They were very impressive. They it kept surprised coming. Me. They kept coming for yeah. um, the Panthers. Yeah. So, who I just think the Panthers cannot maintain the intensity they had in Week One every week. No, they but can't. It, it is the statement, and they they still did find a way to win that game. Um, but I think everyone was surprised at how well St George did. Yeah. Uh, and so respect to them for that. Bit of a bit of a news cloud around them this week though so let's yep. see potential distractions yes okay uh, Friday 6pm the Tigers host the Warriors at Campbelltown so James Tamo returns Alex Twile goes to the bench Garner's been promoted uh, from 18th man to the starting side Tuolangi is out after failing his HIA Little returns from a knee injury at hooker Simpkin goes to the bench Seafarth and McKaylee drop to the reserves Hastings has been named to play but will need to downgrade a uh, judiciary charge on Tuesday night, right now. And uh, the Warriors are shuffling in the backs with Nick Arima back in the side at halfback after being relegated uh, to 18th last week. Ash Taylor has a hip complaint. Adam Fanua Blake has been named despite being inconvenienced by a hand injury against the Titans. Um, Mike, I thought Jackson Hastings was really good last week. He uh, made some breaks. He found the line uh, and through the line and uh, a couple of times just lacked a bit of support. Um, yeah, uh, look, I, I think he's a big loss for them. I Look, this five-captain system, why Ken Mamalo is your captain when he doesn't really say too much and he's on the wing when you have your halfback, Luke Brooks, who has been at the club for, what, seven, eight years now? 
in the like it's it befuddles me. This match could be a you know first coach fired match. Whoever loses definitely going to be on the hot seat. I know you hate this topic, uh, and we'll leave it there. It's going to be a really interesting one. I think I'm going to tip the Tigers. I what I saw out of Ash Taylor last week, hip complaint is a very nice way of saying he was terrible and he got dropped. Um, yeah, I, I'm tipping the Tigers. Haven't really seen much out of the Warriors this year. I think, you know, the Tigers, that first 40 minutes against Melbourne, we can see how they can play. Yeah. We know what they can do. It's yeah. just the motivation and, you know, I th- this is a game they need to get up for. So I'm, I'm tipping the Tigers. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, okay. Friday night. <laughs> a core stadium. Rabbitohs, Roosters. They absolutely hate each other. Tane Milne's been named at centre with Paulo on the wing, uh, which was a mid-match switch last week, thank which I think it, worked happened. very well. Cam Murray's named to start after coming off the bench behind Havili last week. I'd be interested to see Havili start when Cook come off the bench. That's one I'd actually be really interested to see because I feel like Cook would come on at a time when teams would fatigue. But anyway, that's a story for another day. For the Roosters, Angus Crichton has been moved to the bench. Nat Butch is named in the run-on side. Connor Watson has again been named to start at hooker. Hutchison on the bench, and they could swap again on game day. Tupanua suffered a head knock and failed his HIA against Manly, but it's been named to play, while Manu is also expected to be okay. That's what he thinks. Mike. Where do we begin? Yeah, look, this is, as you said, these teams hate each other. And last time these two teams versed each other was the Gautreaux Manu incident. I'm sure something like something is going to happen in this game where there's going to be five or six, you know, brouhaha's or kerfuffles where everyone comes in together and, you know, everyone's bargy bargy, pushing and shoving. I love Where's a brouhaha. I do love a brouhaha <laughs> as well. Uh, it's going to happen constantly throughout the game. Someone's going to put a high shot on and everyone's going to run in. These teams, there's there's no love lost, right? It's going to be a really interesting game. I Look, I've, I've watched both teams intently the last two weeks. I'm wondering whether Cody Walker's still a little spooked from that intercept in the grand final. I saw him I can throw tell a ball. you that the fans are. I, I, saw, I saw him throw a ball into the ground last week. I saw him go left and then drop a ball cold. You know, every time Xavier Coach ran up, he was... How many times did Souths go left last week and drop it? I think there was about eight times before they switched Paulo and Milne and they finally converted. Yeah, I just think Walker, so did, I just think Walker didn't want to pass to Paulo, <laughs> to be completely honest Poss- with you. Look, possibly, because it... I think you could have scored 10 times down that sideline before Melbourne figured I out like, how to stop I, it. I think Milne is really good. He's got a lot of aggression. Yeah. He brings good grunt. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think... For you guys last week, Tupanua, he's he was, he's, was phenomenal. He, he, got, he, he got a head knock, which was a little innocuous. Went off, fouled his AJA. I was like, all right, but yeah, he was he was fantastic. But Nat Butcher came on and played just as well. I want to I want to call out one. I want to mention one player in the Roosters who we don't mention too often. Yeah, it's Daniel Tupo. Yeah, because he's probably one of the best players in the NRL at bringing the ball back off kicks. Yeah, he. 
as Robbo said in his press conference, he has owned the air, the air in the NRL for the last 10 years, almost. Mm. And against the taller, younger, more athletic uh, Saab, didn't matter. I, I just I, I just want to mention him. He, he, he's been fantastic. Um, halves played really well. First, like, first good game together. Going to be interesting to see. I think tipping the Roosters, one team's coming off a, a good win, one team's coming off a loss. Going to tip the Roosters... Uh, my heart will also not let me tip Souths against the Roosters, no matter what happens in the season. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Roosters. I'm assuming you're going to go Souths. You're not going to tell us your tips. I'm going Souths. Yeah. Souths have won gonna... the last three, yeah, I just realised. Yeah, they have. It's, it, yeah. The Roosters are due. They 54, are 54-12, 26-16, 60 points to 8. Yeah. Oh, it's so much bad... satisfaction yeah. in saying that as well. Yeah. Last, um, this, this time last year, Luke Geary tore his ACL. Yeah, I remember the game very well. Yeah, uh, I remember. And we, spot we also field. lost. We also lost Lachlan Lamb that game. So you know, hopefully we can get through our game with these halves. Where is he this year? He is uh, playing. He's number eighteen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, he's he's still around. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a really good game. Very excited. Yeah. Always a good match, and I'm sure we'll be talking throughout. Or not at all, because you don't want to talk to me. One of us who. Anyway. <laughs> Saturday afternoon, Panthers host the Knights at Bathurst. Uh, which, was it Bathurst last year, or was it Dubbo? Where Penrith decimated Souths. But it's familiar territory for the Panthers. So for the first time, Nathan Cleary's name appears in the extended squad. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, To'o is out with a knee injury and his place is taken by Taylor May, who lines up for his second career game after debuting in round 21 last year. James Fisher-Harris suffered muscular damage to his left shoulder against the Dragons, but has been named to play and will be monitored throughout the week. Uh, for Newcastle, a boost for them with Ponga returning from a knee injury, which kept him out of Sunday's win over the Tigers. So Daniel Saifidi uh, is back on deck and so is Mitch Barnett. Um... So Mitch Barnett reverts to the second row and fills the void left by Fitzgibbon. Edric Lee has been named among the reserves after making a successful return in New South Wales Cup last weekend. Penrith, Brian To'o, I think, is a big loss. Yeah. He brings great energy, so many metres out of his own end, combines really well with Luai um, and Fisher-Harris as well. But I just think it's going to be a good test, I think, for both teams. Because Newcastle have confidence um, with what they've done the last couple of weeks. They're going to show, they've shown after the Roosters game, they're not intimidated um, by top teams. Uh, and Penrith, I think, are going to have to learn to manage with uh, injuries, probably disrupting their season a bit more. Yeah, look, they've had two fairly healthy years, you know, they're, but. Fisher Harris is a big loss. Toto's a big loss. Nathan, I don't think he'll play this way this week. I think he's a week away. Uh, I, I'm still gonna. I said it last week. Yeah. I'm not tipping against Penrith until I see them, you know, completely collapse or something really catastrophic happens. They are the benchmark for me in terms of defence. They are the best team week in week out, and until they lose, I'm I'm tipping them. Uh, Jay Clifford is leading the Dallium uh, points at the moment on six points, three in each week. Uh, he's been fantastic. He's He's got one of the bigger boosts in the NRL as well. Um, really helped with that big win behind him last week. 
Um, yeah, I'm very, very impressed by what Newcastle have done. Dane Gagai has been awesome. fantastic for awesome. them. Absolutely fantastic. Chris Randall's, you know, they lost Jake Braley. Uh, at the start of, Jalen Braley at the start of a season. Um, Chris Randall's done a really good job. Pong is really going to help them, obviously, this week. A lot of their attack. So, look, I think it's, I think it's going to be a really close game. A lot closer than what I would have said probably two, three weeks ago. Yeah. But I still think Penrith have enough. They've played out in Penrith, uh, out at Dubbo and Bathurst before, sorry. Uh, and they've thrived out there. So, yeah, tipping, tipping Penrith to continue their winning ways. Okay, and that will mean Newcastle won't be undefeated. 5.30 game. Michael, this one really concerns you. So the Storm, so Craig Bellamy named the same 17 that hung on for a win in his 500th as coach last week, but hooker Harry Grant has since been ruled out with COVID. I know. So uh, are you going to go and nurse him or...? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending him a get well card. Uh, <laughs> uh, giving him... I actually haven't had COVID, so I don't... Have you, seen, have you seen Ferris Bueller's day off? I have. Are you going to be the nurse that's sent no. to the door? <laughs> no, not, not, not at all. It's not happening. It's not in my job Oh, my God. Uh, we should yes. do that. Uh, the club, <laughs> so the club said his replacement will be named later in the week. Brandon Smith is nearing return from a broken hand after being named among the reserves. For Parramatta, Brown has been promoted, Nathan Brown, to the starting side at lock with Oregon Kafusi back to the bench. Um, Wairimu uh, Greek comes onto the interchange in place of Jake Arthur, who went underwent an appendectomy and will be sidelined for at least three weeks. Did he play any minutes on the he weekend? He did not play. He, was he, he sick he was, at the time? Was, I don't know, but he was he was, 17, he was number 17. He didn't come on the field. Yeah, um, interesting choice. Uh, who knows? Nepotism ruining its head again. I I am tipping Melbourne in this one. Melbourne yep. did something very interesting in the Souths game. I don't know if you picked up on it. Uh, Souths got a scrum on Melbourne's ten meter line. Souths are in attacking position. Yep. They had set up to the left. Yeah. Melbourne didn't pack the scrum. Gave away the scrum penalty. Got to set their full line. How weird is that? Yeah, and I, I don't know whether it was intentional or not. Who thinks of these rules? Don't know whether it was intentional oh. or not, but I saw it and I was very intrigued by it. Very intrigued. Is this going to be the new rule that Melbourne have figured out a way to beat? Phil Gould always says that coaches will find a way <laughs> to bend the rules. And it, look, it was a really smart play because South, they... they they, you can choose where you set the scrum. South set the scrum on the right side of the field. They had their whole line set out to the left. Their potent side. Melbourne were like, no, nah, we're not having a bar of this. And just took the penalty. I will never forget. That's ridiculous. I will never forget. <laughs> Souths played the Bulldogs. Or the Bulldogs played Manly in a game about six or seven years ago. And uh, Des Hasler was the coach of the Bulldogs. And Josh Reynolds kicked it into the referee. Yeah. I kicked it into the referee and it was accidental whatever. And so the, the scrum, the, the, the decision is a scrum goes to the attacking team depending which half of the field you're in. And Josh Reynolds' reaction made me think they'd been practicing a training all week <laughs> because he knew the rule. Now, players don't know any rules, but he knew this rule. And I was kind of like, if it was any other coach... I'd probably think, nah. No. But Des Hasler, I'm like, no, he maybe, studied this over maybe, the offseason. <laughs> look, if, there, if there's loopholes that play, that yeah. good coaches can exploit, they will. I think Melbourne have done this one. 
Melbourne's Melbourne I'm tipping against Parramatta even though Parramatta has had Melbourne's number the last couple of years uh, it's kind of their bo- Melbourne's bogey team Parramatta just keep on getting up on them especially you know late last year I think it happened as well uh, but it I did just, happen that 22-10 win in like the second last week of the regular season yeah, it, it was, was Parra's only win yeah, in that back end of the year exactly everyone was like oh Melbourne will run over the did top they rest everyone that week though I, I don't think they did I don't think they did. So I'm I'm tipping Melbourne. Uh, I think they're you know another team that I just won't tip against. Yep. Um, okay. Raiders Titans on Saturday at seven thirty five. So Kotrick uh, and Rapana return on the wings with Schiller and Chris dropping out. Schneider's back in number seven and Matt Frawley goes to the bench and Trevelyan to reserves for the Titans. Holbrook has done has gone with the same uh, seventeen who got the job done against the Warriors in round two. And the big news happened today. Uh, Jermaine Asako has been listed amongst the reserves following his immediate switch from the Broncos. Yeah, everyone thought he was going to another blue and gold team, uh, the Eels. Yeah. That, uh, that flipped very quickly, yeah. and he is on the Titans. Is he in the 17? Or the is he in the 24? He's in the reserves. He's in the reserves. So he could, he could come on, I don't know where. Maybe he replaces Marju, but I'd like Marju. Um... I am tipping the Titans. Yeah, Canberra's going to... I feel they, bad the, for Cam- them. They've Cam- lost their 7 and their 9 now, right? Yeah, yeah they have. Josh Hodgson now for the season yeah. with an ACL. Who uh, is paramount they, bound they, next look, year. And, and Schneider was ruled out last week as well, who I thought was really good in week one. Yeah, um, Their completion rate was 55% on the weekend. It was terrible. They were playing up in Townsville. Uh, which at this time of the year is not fun. It's insanely hot, completely opposite to Canberra. So look, the conditions might have played a part there. But I just think I've liked more what I've seen out of the Titans than I have the Raiders. And, you know, they've, they've got a lot of spark in them. And Titans seem to... It, it seems to get into a shootout with the Titans every week they play, regardless of which team they verse. And... I think that suits them against Canberra more than it would against other teams. Yeah. So I'm, I'm tipping the Titans. They can just score, outscore teams. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so... What, some- what, one thing I want to bring up, though, is you're paying David Fafita $1 million a year. Is that right? $1.2 million? Whatever it is. Yeah. He came off in the 70th minute in a really close game mm. and didn't come back on. In 70th? 70th, 17th. 70th. 70th, right. And did not come back on. Yeah. Your best player needs to be on the... Your highest profile player needs to be on the field in the closing minutes of a tight game. That didn't make sense to me. I want to see that fixed. Will do. Yeah. Uh, Broncos-Cowboys, Sunday afternoon at Suncorp. Brisbane with the prime slot, as always. Uh, so, on the back of a strong win over the Dogs... Uh, Walters has named the same 17-man squad as Brisbane go in search of three straight for the first time since round 9 to 11, 2019. We all know how that season ended. Um, and the Cowboys, for the Cowboys, Cotter joins the bench in place of Mitchell Dunn, who suffered a season-ending knee injury against the Raiders. There are no other changes to the 17. Uh, Tanua Brown has been named among the reserves as he targets a return from a knee injury suffered in round one. Yeah. Uh, look, 
All actually, all three Queensland teams won last week. They did. When was the last time that happened? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while. It's not going to happen this week. See, yeah, you it, it can't happen this I week. I know. Um, Broncos, you're saying prime spot. They did get the six o'clock Sunday game last week. Ten day turnaround. Ten day turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. It helps. Yeah, it helps. Uh, and very odd to see this on a Sunday afternoon. It's normally the Friday yeah, I know. Or Thursday. I know. Night. I'm actually surprised all these games are in the one weekend as well. Yeah. So it's very interesting because it's this is rounds. this is traditionally a Good Friday game. It's a Good Friday night game. Is it? Yeah. Oh. So oh, there you go. Not sure why that's changed. But uh, so we'll do they versus each other in two weeks' time? It's possible. I, I no, instead remember. Penrith play the Broncos. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I am tipping the Broncos. I think that they are the better team. Uh, haven't loved what I've seen out of the Cowboys. I didn't watch the Thursday night. I didn't watch the game against the Raiders, but I knew that the Raiders played really badly. And, you know, that week one game, I didn't love what I saw out of the Cowboys. So I'm tipping the Broncos. Like what I've seen out of them this year. Adam Reynolds' second game back. It's going to be a bit easier for him. Yeah. And Payne Haas is the best forward in the game. And Herbie Farnworth is looking like one of the best centers in the game. Uh, so, yeah, I'm tipping the Broncos. I think they're going to start 3-0. Wow. Premiership winning halves going around for both clubs. Did not win the premierships of those clubs. That's <laughs> Queensland's development in action, right? True. Uh, okay, True. last yeah. game of the round. So Bulldogs again in that 6 o'clock slot. So Seagulls hosting Canterbury at Four Pines Park. Uh, Hasler is stuck with the same 17 that went down to the Roosters last week. Walker suffered a uh, head knock in round two and will be monitored. monitored. And Josh Alloye has one more week to serve on a suspension. For the Dogs, Barrett's named the same team he listed last week. Um, with Waddell, sorry, with Luke Thompson starting, Waddell on the bench, and Tavita Pangai on an edge. Uh, I thought that, other than Matt Burton, one of the Bulldogs' best players on the weekend was Max King. Yes, I thought yes, he was very good, awesome. Yeah, one of the one, like he should be starting for them. I thought that one, the, one of the Bulldogs' worst players, yeah, and I think might be one of the worst players in the NRL is yeah. Dan Knockenball. I don't know if they've got anyone else to replace him, but he was found out constantly on the weekend, and I don't know how long his time in first grade will be. Uh, Manly, they need this win, I think. Uh, and I'm wondering how good the Bulldogs' defense is and whether they have the ability to neutralize Tom Trevojevich. You mentioned that he looked hurt last week. Yeah, he looked in pain. Yeah, there, there was one point where he did limp a little bit. He was and, wincing. Yeah, I, I don't know how healthy he Maybe is. He just didn't like the score. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I, I'm tipping Manly, though. Yeah. I think that they still have the two best players in this game. Uh, I thought Olakawasu was fantastic for them in a beaten side. Yeah. Um, I think there there are actually huge problems if Manly wins by 20 or 30 because it reinforces everything that everyone said about them last year, that they were flat-track bullies. If they go out and win by two and grind out a win, it's probably the best thing that could happen to their season. Mm. It's like, hello, we're not as good as we think we are. Do you remember last year, similar situation, but like last year they lost four in a row. I think they came up against the Warriors. Yeah, golden point. Golden point. Turovic wasn't playing, yeah. but it was that... The, the, win, the win that the, got the them. The really win that kicked them off. Kicked well, maybe it'll be a two-point field goal this week. Maybe, maybe. 
Um, Danny Cherubin's probably the best in the league at kicking field goals, so you'd hope that, you know, I want to see more out of him. Yeah. And they are an old team, you know. Jake Dravojevic is old. Kieran Foran is old. They've got some young guys yeah. coming through, but, you know, a lot of their core is an older team. Yeah, they need to do it here. They've got to work that out. But I, I think, yeah, I think they have too much talent to not win this game. As much as what I've liked what I've seen out of the Bulldogs, I think this is a game that, you know, if they lose, you're not going to turn too many heads. Yeah, I'm with you. So, recapping Mike's tips for the week. So magic Mike's tips. We're, we're magic that now. Mike's <laughs> tips. I say with gritted teeth. <laughs> Recapping Magic Mike's tips for round three of the NRL. Uh, okay, so uh, Mike's gone Cronulla to beat the Dragons at Wynn Stadium, the Tigers to beat the Warriors at Campbelltown, the Roosters to bounce back against the Rabbitohs after that tragic defeat at the end of last year, uh, Penrith to beat uh, Newcastle at Bathurst, the Storm to get it done over the Eels without Harry Grant, uh, and the Titans... Over the Raiders yep. in Canberra. Yep. Uh, and then Sunday afternoon, Broncos at home over the Cowboys. And then Manly at Brookie over the Dogs. That's it. Magic Mike's tips. Round three done. Round three done. How good. Uh, as always, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, as I mentioned last week, you can now rate podcasts on Spotify. If you give us a rating, that would be fantastic. Um, and if you're struggling to find us or you're out with a mate who uh, is not a podcaster but has the League Live app, you can actually access our podcast through the League Live app. Uh, just click on the podcast uh, panel at the bottom, click see all, and you will find how good is Rugby League. Fantastic. Uh, and we shall leave it with Emmanuel. How good is Rugby League? How good is Rugby League? Go the Bunnies. Thanks, guys. (laughs)